Jake, didn't you uh, go jousting? Right. <laughs> jousting with you put crutches? Your, you put your... Uh... You put your bike into the highest gear it'll go so that your legs are spinning as fast as they'll go and you're going like a mile an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you you tie you tie uh, your pillow to the end of a to the end of a crutch and you go at each other and just ah! try and aim for the face. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, broski? Hey, hey. Hey, uh, so uh, we're here with Chris, Scott, and Jake right now. Troy had a bit of a family emergency and couldn't make it. He's going to try and make it. Hopefully he'll be here. Before the end of the episode, and so he can give his two cents here, but uh, not holding out much hope for that happening. (laughs) I I am. Uh, Troy, hurry. But... uh, Usually I'd ask what we've been up to, but I have a feeling we all have been up to one thing. I have something I wanted to say, too. Just something I've actually been thinking about for a while. What's Um, on your mind, Chris? I hate you both. Oh, man. (laughs) You guys are not... You're tacky and I hate you. (laughs) Tacky and I hate you. So, Um, not to derail you too much, but I... I, uh, I was at work and I, there's this kid at work that I scare and I get videos of me scaring him. And then I turn He's, those videos. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> then I, I turn those videos into GIFs and then share them on the company wide chat. <laughs> the GIFs of him getting scared. Tomorrow you're going to get like harassment. The, the last. <laughs> well, I grew up with him, so he's oh, pretty okay. much used to it. But uh, he, he, I, I, the last one I shared last week, um, he followed it immediately. When I posted that GIF, he followed that immediately with the GIF of uh, from uh, school the rock. School of Rock that says, "You're tacky and I hate you." <laughs> Which is funny because if anybody knew Ben back in those day, back when he was nine, mm. that is perfect encapsulation of what ben was like yep, back he, he uh nine. he had six older sisters and six so he, he was very sisters. sassy yeah that's you're funny. tacky and i hate you it was great i uh giggled through i laughed harder at that than i did at basically anything i've ever done to him to scare him and i mean he's done like there was one time i scared him and he dove down and like fell on the floor like he jumped down on his belly <laughs> on the floor. Dude, I think it's funny that you're so into scaring him because that's one thing that like my wife is like, you I don't get why you love scaring people so much, but it's like <laughs> my wife says the same thing and then she scares me. Yeah, dude, it's like I, one of the best feelings is like hiding behind a wall or something, waiting for someone to be able to scare him. It's like dude. you can feel it like deep in your bones how exciting it's Do you ever be like to wait him. to scare your wife and then give up because you <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, no, she's not coming this way. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that with the kids. The funniest part is that our, Scott and I's little sister Jessica can't be scared by anyone. No one could scare her. I watched. I've watched guys sit behind a door and jump out and scream at her, and it made me jump. And Jesse just stared at him like, "You're an idiot." And they're like, why can't you? I bet she's fun at parties. Well, and he's, he got mad at her and was like, why, why can't you be scared? And she goes, I grew up with two older brothers. You're not going to scare me. 
But then literally later that night, she was in her bedroom and I went to knock on her door and I just peeked in her door and she saw in the mirror, she saw my face <laughs> in the crack of the door. Well, that's why. And she and she jumped out of her skin. And I was like, I didn't Dude. even say anything. She goes, it's Jake. It's Jake and it's Scott. Those are the only two people in the world we, that can scare me. We used faces. to work as sweepers in, a, in an elementary school together in those days. Like... Because you're like in an elementary elementary school when it's like pitch black outside, so it's like kind of scary. You're all alone. There are so many opportunities to scare. It was amazing. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Hey, so you derailed me. I forgot what I was going to say, but I remembered. I was stalling. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to a video game company that has been kicking ass lately, and that's Capcom. I actually wanted to, to give them a shout out uh, when we did our video game episode, but we cut that that segment. We're getting um, a kickback from this, right? Kickback, yeah. Um, but I just think that... Dude, um, I want that Capcom money. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that Those yen. That. You mean those yen. <laughs> um, but you get 150 yen for this episode. <laughs> but just last year, they made Monster Hunter World. Uh-huh. And then they did the Mega Man and Mega Man X collection, which is rad. I love those games. And then this year they made Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry, and they're doing the the Saturday afternoon collection, so they got DuckTales and like Chippendale Rescue Rangers. What? They, they released those. They're Video good. games? Yeah. Dang. So like the uh, DuckTales on the NES, and they released a collection for it, and those guys are just kicking ass right now, and I'm loving every single one of their games. I've played all of them recently. They've had such a cool you resurgence. Played, you played the new or the remastered Resident Evil? Yeah, it was, was fantastic. It yeah, in, I in fact, PewDiePie play it. Uh, that game right now, it's it's really popular on Twitch because of the mods when you play it on PC. Oh, okay. You can play as a piece of tofu if you want to do vegan mode so so the zombies are eating you and you can see the chunks of tofu missing from your butt and it has like a, a police hat on it and a gun that's that's big square tofu and the more the less health so it looks you like have, a french toast stick the less health you have the more bites you can see so you're like slowly the tofu's dragging along um there's a guy in that game who chases you his name is mr x and he's terrifying he's a tyrant and he chases mr. you the whole okay. mr f <laughs> Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing is that because he chases you the whole game, so the like it's a one large map, and you can unlock doors and make shortcuts and stuff. But he chases you the whole time, so you can hear his footsteps. You can hear like when he's getting close, so it kind of freaks you out. So is somebody, that a big, big dude? That okay. And I, somebody modded it that when he's I think getting. I, I think I watched Donkey play this when he's getting close. Did. You hear like, ow, ow, ow. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> and then when he when he kicks open the door, he's knock knock. Who's that at the door? And he walks in. It's hilarious. Somebody modded it so that uh, Thomas the Choo Choo Train chases you instead. Oh. So like you're do 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 do, and then you hear that when he gets close, and then a big ass train pokes his head into the wall. Is so, that because of uh, the Skyrim mods? Mm-hmm. With- yeah. So it's just people have really latched on to that game and and it's interesting. Devil May Cry. They, they really have like I uh cause I keep up with uh, quite a few YouTubers like gaming YouTubers and like every single YouTuber out there uh, mm-hmm. made a let's play of when they when they had just like the thirty minute yeah uh, thing for and it's it's cool because like it if you get it took me like ten hours to beat that game somebody really good would take them two because it's exploring and finding stuff so there's speed runs and then there's play on harder difficulty insane difficulty right, right. uh people do runs where they don't even fire a single bullet they're just except for the bosses obviously 
So and and there you can play Leon's campaign and Jill's campaign or Claire Claire Redfield's campaign. So there's like multiple ways to play the game, and so like it's technically only a three or four five hour game, but endless replayability. Hmm. So it's a shout out to Capcom, you guys are doing awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to see that this gaming company from like the 80s and 90s is back yeah, at it no again. Kidding. Bravo! Right on. Cool. So what well, have you been up to? Uh, we. <laughs> I think we covered it pretty well enough. Okay. Uh, what? Let's get into the episode. Yeah? Let's do it. We're doing a uh, second chance. Yeah. I, I uh, new new season, new segments. Um, we just kind of had a we an idea set on this that one. Uh, expectation. Yeah. Oh, speaking so, of new season, season we, I was, we were just I just counted up the second season episode numbers. We're already on. This is like episode twelve, of season yeah. two. Yeah. Dang. Time goes by fast. I haven't even having fun. Yeah, this has been terrible. <laughs> this has been a horrible experience. <laughs> I can't anyway. you guys. <laughs> so this is like, I don't know, mid-season, second season. We're like like quarter one. This is Q1. Q1 of, yeah. yeah. Well, today is April 1, which is literally the beginning of quarter two. That's true, huh? So, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Daddy, we have to take care of this stuff, like our sponsors and stuff. We have to report back to our investors. Us. <laughs> so anyway, Jake. Uh, yeah, we, we I came up with this an idea um, because there's been many, many times where I've watched a movie before and I said, the movie sucked. And then a few years later, I watched it again. And I was like, actually, that wasn't that bad. What the heck was I thinking? So I came up with the idea of a second chance. Like, is this movie worth uh, giving a second chance to? And the movie that we all watched was The Green Hornet. As you can probably tell by what will likely be the I know. <laughs> there was the, no need for the, that, that pregnant pause right there. <laughs> the, the one with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Right? And yes. Yeah, there's been many what's, iterations what's the, of this. What's the dude's name? The other dude's name? That, Jay uh, Cho? Yeah, Jay Chow. Jay Chow. Played yeah. Kato, Kato. 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 Who was played by Bruce Lee in the... In the TV show. In the TV show and then the radio show and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Starring Seth Rogen. Yep. Uh, Seth Rogen as... I can't even remember the main character. Britt. Uh, Britt um, Brit Reed. Britt Reed. Uh, who is the Green Hornet. And then the J. Chow, the blue wombat. Um, <laughs> or the red hippopotamus. <laughs> the red hippopotamus. <laughs> the orange flamingo or whatever you call it. Baboon or something. The, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, albatross. The orange albatross. Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, also starring James, some James Franco. Edward, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, and Christoph Waltz. Uh, Cameron Christoph Diaz. Waltz, Cameron Diaz. Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson. Um... What's Veritable. his hopper from yeah, uh, yeah, Stranger yeah, yeah. Things? Have, uh, What's his name? Hellboy himself. Um, uh, David Harbour. David Harbour. David Harbour. I was watching all these people come up. When I saw <laughs> when I saw Christoph Waltz walk in, I was like, oh, dang. Dude, so... so We've got ourselves a German. I, that, 
in my opinion, he is like the only redeemable thing about this movie. <laughs> really? I thought he was terrible. <laughs> Christoph Waltz? Yeah, great. I thought he was terrible. I, I thought his character as like the mob boss who's who's like has an identity crisis and like well, worried about whether he's scary oh or goodness. not. Well, that opening great. with James Franco was really funny. That opening was like, oh, this, you know like this, this actually like, might be a good movie. Do you then it really kind of, think I'm not scary? And he pulls out the gun. He's like, "This was double barreled gun. Yeah, it wasn't shoot, easy to make. It was, it, was, it was expensive, and it wasn't easy to make." <laughs> okay, Scott. So, so it sounds like you didn't like the movie. So, why don't you share your thoughts first? So, uh, it, it was pretty disjointed to me. Like the, the what what it really lacked, and what it kind of came down to. I've been thinking about it. Is the lack of like the direction? Well, the direction. Like, no, it's just the setup. Like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Cato comes in, this character you've never seen before, like 20 minutes into the movie, and he comes in and he can... You saw do, his hand make a cup of coffee? Dude, well, no, that, well you, saw, you saw his hand... <laughs> Where is my leaf? Dude, yeah, that... that I, I just thought it was so, like, jarring, that moment, and then all of a sudden, they want to save the world or something. I, I felt like there's no real motivation mm-hmm. behind what they were doing, and Cato was super flat because he had no... He, like he had a backstory, kind of. He grew up in, but in but his his but. backstory was, uh, Deus Ex Machina after Deus Ex Machina yeah. after Deus Ex Machina. It was, oh, I grew up on the streets. Oh, I grew up fighting. Oh, I grew up building cars. Oh, I grew up. Like, like honestly, all was, all it would take is like a minute and a half during the first act of setting up who he was, and yeah. then I would have liked a but lot. But then more. Seth Rogen wouldn't get his party scenes. Something like that, I guess. Like it could have been, or it, just like show them, like maybe those two interacting before they knew knew who each other were, so it wasn't like so forced. Who are when you? They, when they started, although I did like that line when he says, "I have two questions for you. Why is the mechanic making coffee, <laughs> and how do you make this coffee?" Yeah. I did think those lines. That was a funny line. Anyway, that that like a lot of my gripes could be solved with that. Um, well, that, that's kind of how Bruce Lee was in the day. He was just a man see, of mystery. And, and I haven't seen the original. I haven't. I don't know anything about it, this, it's, the, uh, this, this whole story. And so maybe it's a story I don't like. But that's I don't know. Green Hornet is a uh, Lone Ranger's great great grandson. Oh, okay. In uh, canon, so like, like Tonto, Tonto was the the sidekick, but he was a competent one. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the same thing with Green Hornet. Is gotcha. one Green Hornet was rich, but Cato did everything else. I don't know if the old show and stuff was that way, where Britt Reed was entirely incompetent. No, he wasn't. He but he wasn't the fighter. He or right. the, or so, the driver. so did Cato? Ha- does he have superpowers? Like he could stop time? No, this one his heart beats really fast. He uh... okay, and that, that part was really <laughs> ambiguous. And it was it was because really then weird. all of a sudden uh, uh, Seth Rogen had that ability because you hang out with people better than you, they rub off on you. Okay, I guess so. You surround yourself with success. They rub off on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, the, like, the the other weird part was like, oh, the, when he fr- when that f- power first showed itself. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna run across a dozen cars' trunks." Yeah, that like, and they but it was only that, one that, car. That, I think that was a cool effect. It kind of came sure. across it, but they never used it again. Yeah, it was just that one first right. part that they did it in. And he throws the guy down the line of and then, car trunks, and, and but it's and, only the, one. and they were reviewing. It that. was just it. It was a lot of setups with no payoffs, and a lot of payoffs with no setups. So I think it was technically a superpower because they couldn't catch his movement on the security cams. Remember. But that's also a joke on why Green Hornet's the 
yeah the what, leader yeah why he is like he's, he's bumbling around but he he's mm-hmm. technically because that, that's very much the joke of the movie mm-hmm. that seth rogan is a bumbling fool who's incompetent and the other guy does everything and he punches I, I out seth rogan wrote the movie fight. and he's very aware of, of did, that, did that. he write the movie mm-hmm. he wrote it i think um he could have made himself more likable <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't but there's there's a few things that he does that i like like and it's usually him being a dick mm-hmm. when he's <laughs> when they almost die and he comes back with kato and he's all oh where mm-hmm. you going big baby you're gonna go home and eat baby food and yeah. put on your baby diapers big baby and it was like this dumb joke and he just kept coming back baby <laughs> I, don't, I just thought it was funny and that that, that fight they had like that all, is... all of a sudden kato couldn't beat him up, beat up a bumbling buffoon no he was yeah, beating him up the whole time bugged me so that was my favorite part of the movie he killed eight uh like thugs with guns and he couldn't i mean come on he's probably hold, holding his punches but that fight is the best part of the movie yeah, it was a good fight. Like when he throwing through windows. When Seth Rogen's laying on like the the card table, and then Kato's a Hadouken and jumps on the other hand, and he flies, <laughs> flies like thirteen feet in the air. I rewound I that like and watched when he, it. When he's like, "You can't hurt me. I'd like to see you try," and then kicks him through a window immediately, <laughs> yeah. and then climbs through the middle window. Like there was definitely some parts that I laughed at. Oh there yeah, was, no, it was, wasn't unredeemable like that there was some redeemable but i agree with scott that christoph waltz was by far the best part oh i loved Christoph. how he kept he kept having his thing and then he's like i'm going to buy a red cape i'm gonna wear a mask because i'm gonna say this line and the guy's like that is the stupidest thing i've ever (laughs) heard and he goes no and then shoots him with his double gun and it's like it's like he's like you're starting to scare us boss with the midlife crisis i'm starting to scare myself I, I just I thought that that Christoph Waltz was the best. To, part to me, he movie. seemed like he had a, a like a purpose. You know, he, I, I don't know because his thing was he was just he was trying to keep hold of the city and trying to be as scary as possible. Yeah, um, you really don't think? Well, yeah, a guy in a mask is much scarier than a guy in what a was suit. James Franco's name he was Crystal Clear. Crystal Clear. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Clear meth. Dad watched watched the very beginning of the movie. I turned on the movie and he came in and watched the very beginning of it, which might have the most swear words in the whole movie. Well, Green Hornet cusses a lot, nonstop, and and he he said that, and then he left, and then it was it was the Green Hornet their first time out. And he's like butts shaking in the air, and they they go out and they cut off the, the his dad's. They do that and dad was just like going, dad looked at me and he says, the only thing worse, and it wouldn't be my much, but the only thing worse would be if instead of Seth Rogen, it was Adam Sandler. <laughs> he's like, it would be worse, but, but not by much. And then he left and he couldn't watch the rest of the movie. He was, mm-hmm. he was not impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it would have been so easy because, like, like I was saying before, the um, lack of motivation behind why they were being heroes. I'm not. I'm, it's, I'm still not completely clear why they they started. I mean, because they, they did it once. They just like, dude, we it. could keep doing it. I think, I think it's because it's cool. We want to do it because it's cool to do it or something. Well, like the Kato was building a bulletproof car for his dad because he was getting paranoid. Yeah. So like he was building the stuff for protection. So he, like we have all this stuff. We might as well be heroes. Eventually, yeah. eventually about an hour and a half into the movie, you find out that his dad 
what the motivation actually came around mm-hmm. that he was doing it because his dad wasn't See, and that, an that asshole. was that was pretty funny part when they were in the in the bar when he was in the bar with uh what's his name? Dave, with uh scanlon yeah the da and, scanlon and he's like by the confused look you've had for the last five minutes i think you're putting it together i kind of like how it, it like, there was, there was like a, a lot montage. of parts from, from the from the um from the like the movie that a lot of things got put together but um yeah, that was that was that, that seems hilarious too. Yeah. That's that's something I wanted to bring up is some of the the writing, some of the jokes. Like like, not all jokes land, but some do, and they're hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Like that scene in particular where he's telling because his dad owned a newspaper, and uh, his dad dies, and Britt Reed takes over the newspaper, and uh, so he's under the assumption that the DA is dirty, and he wants to write the news. And then he ends up killing his dad with a, a bee sting or a simulated, <coughs> a simulated bee sting, right? And that's yeah. when, when he tells him that, uh, Seth Rogen does like, oh, okay, I can figure this out. And it kind of goes inside his mind and then it replays the whole scene. And then that's when it comes out and he looks has a stupid look on his face. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It was like a really long setup for a really funny joke, I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's the, the jokes definitely landed well. Uh, some of the jokes landed well. Um, uh, there's a part where they're getting chased by a, like a convoy of cars, and they're in their badass car. By the way, we haven't talked yeah. about it yet. Um, <laughs> but Seth Rogen's is like kind of monologuing. He's like, "This is so crazy! I can't believe they're chasing us." These guys are really well organized, <laughs> and there's yeah. two guys standing on top of their car with shotguns <laughs> shooting down at them. It's, it's kind of his commentary that made really me chuckle. So I had seen this movie before. Yeah, that's saw, a question I wanted to ask you. Guys, yeah. I saw it when it first came out. I saw it in the theaters. Okay. Um, and the only thing I remembered from the movie at all was the part where the car gets cut in half in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And remember, I remember how stupid it was. <laughs> and they're driving the car because it's, like, it's, it's front wheel drive. Fr- front wheel drive. It's funny. It's front wheel drive so you know gas lines from the back to the front don't matter but it's fine. Uh, I just like I, I just remember being like oh. even in high school when I was a moron and watching movies and thinking things were cool that weren't and then watched and then walked out of the theater going that was stupid. And then I watched it this time and went, yeah, yeah, it was stupid. The, the sushi, the sushi goober, the sushi goober, the yeah goober, <laughs> nice. Uh, the yeah MacGuffin that he had and uh, he recorded a conversation with uh, the, the DA that he didn't record <laughs> in, the, in his USB drive with a sushi <laughs> USB drive. But it's like actual sushi. Like it, it made was like squishy a squishy sound, and like was soft when he picked it up. And then David Harbor put it in his mouth <laughs> when he fell off the building. <laughs> when he landed on the building, the police officer walked over and pulled the sushi <laughs> out of his mouth. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> Throws it. Like it was just such a bizarre thing. But yeah, anyway, the sushi goober thing was kind of fun. It just. The whole thing was so weird and dumb, and so I hadn't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came into it dry. Um, that th- there was a lot of like special effects that w- were pretty uh, not great, but that that didn't that wasn't a big deal for me because it's eight years old now. Um, weird, huh? 
Eight? Yeah. T- came out in 2011, I believe. I guess I wasn't in high school. Yeah. I thought I was in high school. I know. I seriously thought I was like, I thought it was 2005 when it came yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 2011 was definitely at least six years after I graduated from high school. <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, like we've been saying, it's, it's, uh, it had some pretty good parts, but overall, it more annoyed, like, Seth Rogen kind of annoyed me throughout the Well, movie. like, Seth Rogen almost always annoys me, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird that I even I know, chose this movie. I, I, I had that thought, so I want to hear what you... I, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like, because it's, it's his guys, like, James Franco's in the movie, like, all of the writers and stuff, it's like the directors, somebody he worked right. with before. If so they would have like, made it, like, five years later, after he had a little more clout, it would have been R and mm-hmm. pretty nasty. Well, because it's it's like his entourage that he has, and I tend to not really like Seth Rogen in movies. Um, I couldn't tell you why. He just kind of annoys me. His laugh, his cough, like because <laughs> he plays. He, also, he he's a character. Like he he plays him in yeah. every movie. But he's always the same person. And, and I like Seth Rogen personally. In the, in this movie in particular, he's aware of how much of a douchebag he is i guess yeah, yeah. um and, and he wrote himself that way and like everyone knows if if you listen to green hornet you know that kato did all the work and and he wrote it that way so there's kind of the joke that he is the the idiot who's taking credit for somebody else's right, work right that that's kind of why i don't know maybe i liked him in this movie a little more um yeah there's another joke that i thought was good though was green hornet he gave him the the knockout gun <laughs> yeah. to, to be uh, yeah. To, so that and he's trying to like break it to him softly that he sucks and that he needs mm-hmm. a gun, and he keeps going. Well, why do I need to? And then he shoots himself in the face and he goes, "What time is it? Is it two? He's like, oh, "Okay, fine. Well, we need to do this." And he goes, "On Thursday." It's not Monday anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jeez, we got to do this. And he goes, "You've been out for ten days." Because <laughs> he's like, "I was asleep for four days, uh, 11. eleven days." <laughs> and he's like, How do you build? adjusted it to be one hour? To be one hour. Just Let him me in see this. Bang. Shoot him in the see face. in an hour. See in an hour. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Oh, see. another another thing I actually liked was uh, Cameron Diaz's character. I, I like the the. Um, because her character, like, she's kind of a weak character. She's basically just a plot device. Yeah. But um, I really like the idea of of her researching. The, that she's the, actually the Green Hornet. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the, the mastermind behind the Green Hornet without knowing it. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a pretty cool um, way to, to Cause do she, it. Because she has, like, a journalism degree, a master's in journalism with a minor in criminology. Yeah. And they're like, oh, interesting. What would the Green Hornet do next? No, Kato, take notes. Yep. Um, but when they they show up at her house when the police are chasing them, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And they're like, "We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we need your help." What does the Green Hornet do next? <laughs> Wait, you guys are the Green Hornet? Yeah, I, I don't know because I I liked uh, like some things I thought were clever. Like he gets shot in the shoulder because mm-hmm. <laughs> the police show up and shoot him in the shoulder and he's like I need you to get a spatula and a knife and dig this bullet out of my meat, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my meat. and he puts the spatula in his mouth he's like no sterilize it sterilize it 
And she comes over and touches him for a second. He's like, nope, we're going to the oh. hospital. <laughs> no, we're going to the hospital. That hurts too bad. <laughs> I, know, I thought he's like, he's, he, you can tell he's trying to be a bad aid right here. I'm glad they. Yeah. <laughs> but even. <laughs> and then they had to fake it. Yeah, because so the Green Hornet shoots him in the shoulder the next day so we can go to the hospital and get out. The Green Hornet send his regards. Yeah, so they can try the. Where he's able to be shot in public so people see him get mm-hmm. shot so that he can go fix his wound. And I'm not super familiar with Green Hornet, but the whole, and I think this is the same, but the um, he's a bad guy. The Green Hornet is a criminal and the police are chasing him, but he's actually the good guy doing good things under the guise of a criminal. Right. And, and their, their reasoning behind it was that um, Superman, well, any any superhero... Um, can be uh, thwarted by just threatening the general population because they have to go save the population or, or innocent people. And so they think if the bad guys think we're bad guys, then they're not going to use that against us. Right. Which is which is smart, I guess. It's an interesting concept. For it sure. is. Um, and then he keeps getting propositioned by uh, Chudnovsky. Blood Bloodnovsky. <laughs> Whether by my mask or your own blood, red will be the last color you see. I love how he, because uh, he, the whole escalation thing, it was like a like a Joker, Batman kind of contrast. So he wears a gas mask and he inadvertently. Oh, when he, when he comes out I'm immune the, to gas. When he, when he comes, when they come running out of the door and the guy in front of him gets hit with the. With the thing, and he goes, "I'm ungassable." <laughs> like well, he, and he was just wearing the gas mask to look scary. To yeah. look scary, and then he just happened to be that. And then they're the running around, and, and David Harbour's like, "You brought a gas mask?" And he goes, "Yes, of course." And he goes, "Just for you?" <laughs> <laughs> and that was like a throwaway line as they were running through the yeah. newspaper building. That was like, "That's eh, pretty good." That was funny. Um, I like David yeah. Harbour in this too. Yeah, he was. Yeah. he plays. He plays the the bad guy pretty like well. Well, well before anyone even knew who he was. Right. Yeah. I, I, I. He came up. I was like, oh, he's in it. That's cool. Yeah. So, this movie, where its strengths are, is the jokes that were written for mm-hmm. the movie. Where its weaknesses are is the writing everywhere else. <laughs> the the overall story. The, the overall like, story it had good bits, Yeah. Um, but the the overall story. The, I just yeah the characters weren't great the story was kind of all over the place but. yeah um, but like we said before it was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg mm-hmm. it was probably one of his first movies so right. Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen he, no like that he's written okay so, so Seth Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg wrote a ton of movies together okay so they started with Superbad oh okay and Pineapple Express. Right. Then Green Hornet. Then they did The Watch. This is the end. The interview. The night before. Sausage Party. So mm-hmm. they did. So that's what I meant by like it, it was his people. Yeah, it was those them. guys. It's that group of people. Right. And but like Super Bad was wildly popular when it first came out. Right. Pineapple Express was wildly popular. Uh, the watch was okay. This is the end. Was super popular. The interview was was widely popular, but that and controversial. Had, that had more to do with the controversy surrounding it. The Excuse night before, me. I loved the night before. I don't know how well it did in theaters, but I thought it was great. 
uh sausage party was also big but that i think was a lot because of the controversy mm-hmm. surrounding that one too right but so those guys but like something all of those movies have in common is the rated r the shock comedy well, type yeah thing. that but like their the, their strength is in the writing of the jokes yeah and then they're they're also written into bigger stories and i think the less the stakes are in the bigger story the better the movie is so i i've, I've listened ones. to a podcast with Seth Rogen and uh, they were basically like ripping that movie apart right in front of him. And he was just kind of laughing about it because he's like, I wrote it. I tried my hardest. Um, but that movie has been in developmental hell for years. Just to give you an idea, when the live action Jungle Book from the 90s came out, that was the next pitched movie for like Disney and, the, and those oh, guys. Yeah. Jason Scott Lee, who played Mowgli, was supposed to play Kato. And then like... Mark Wahlberg or something was supposed to be. Well, so it probably wasn't going to be a comedy. I don't know. I, I think it, I doubt it is. And like they had all these directors attacks. John Woo was attached to it. And then he made Mission Impossible 2 instead. Interesting. And so it, hmm. it finally and like Michael Gondry is a director and he's he's worked with Seth Rogen before. Um, and he okay, he so, was, so he was attached to direct it. And then he finally came back to him 20, 30 years later. Um, but he he would he was saying that because it's been there's a, there's been a script this whole time, and the the studio was like, well, we want to keep this and keep this and keep this. So he had to work basically with what they gave around him around mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. See, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I love learning that kind of thing about movies because it's like, um, yeah, because then you start to realize like, man, yeah, they have to like write around corners and they, they have to like make these crazy. Concessions to the to, to a, the story. A, an executive at a studio reads it and falls in love with this one part. Yep, and then goes, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna we need to keep. This or or they they part. like bought the rights to this one thing, and it's like we've we've sunk too much money into that thing. You have mm-hmm. to include it, type of yeah type of deal. Yeah. Yep. The, and so he was saying like the studio interfered constantly. We had a vision. They wouldn't go along with it. It was a lot of butting heads. So the, I mean that 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 explains the. The um, story was, being yeah. everywhere, kind of a dejected, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, disjointed, disjointed, yeah, uh, uh, disconnected. I think if anything, it's, it's if I had to guess, Seth Rogen was writing jokes into their story, yeah, yeah. trying to add some life to it. Probably, hmm. that's that is crazy. I love uh, hearing, I love hearing about uh, developmental hell movies, yeah, because because <laughs> that, that probably explains the things that I really disliked about like the, the there was no real character building at the beginning of the story you had no idea who Cato was he's he's like in, the, arguably the most important character in the whole show movie right. and and you don't see him until 20 minutes in and all of a sudden he's like stopping time and and building impossible machines it, it, it was he was just, a Mary Sue for sure yeah it was but weird. he was he was the hero he and was. he wasn't getting any credit because he was too fast to be caught it, which, which is which is hilarious and I think I think they could have made that more clear and made that more of a, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was the, the performance or the direction. I, I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, it was, it was, um, excuse me when he was not, he was too fast to be caught on camera. Mm-hmm. That was a, a joke too about Bruce Lee. Cause when he filmed the show back in whatever years, 
the cameras that they had uh, didn't have the shutter speed capable of detecting how fast his movements were. Really? Like he was actually that fast of a martial artist. Um, so they had. So if you watch the show, all of his fight scenes are in slow motion because they had to slow down and film in slow motion, so they could catch his mo- his motions on camera. Interesting. Because he's Bruce Lee was a badass. Yes, he was. So yeah, there was a lot of different. There was a lot of different nods to Bruce Lee. Like he drew a picture of him. And he drew the pictures of him yep. and stuff like that. But then there was yeah, that, 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 that was, that was recurring... like a, it seemed like a setup, but there was nothing after that. Like the I think whole it's just pictures. an Easter egg. There was a recurring jokes about about Cato being a pervert. Yeah, and drawing because he draw the he drew the things and he goes, Cato, are you a pervert? And then, then yeah, next which is time... an odd thing to say that that like that was kind of jarring to me. Like what? And then when they were then when they were interviewing Cameron Diaz. And he wrote down the notes, and he went and looked at the notes that he wrote down. He just drew a picture of of her. I love it when they were fighting. Going back to my favorite scene, the fight scene that they were fighting, and he he was like, "You were with Lenore with Cameron Diaz's character." He's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And he like bangs his fist together, and that's a disgusting. (laughs) That's a filthy gesture. How could you do that? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) Could you do that? But but they but they never really paid off that he was a pervert. Well, I think that they just both had a thing for her. Yeah, and she wanted nothing to do with him. So I don't know. I uh, I enjoy the movie, but it uh, it's not my favorite movie. It's nowhere near my favorite movie. Right. I think it was just me thinking like this isn't nearly as bad as. As it had like seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about where I'd put it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I laughed, I I laughed, but I laugh at a lot of stupid stuff. I I mean, I laugh at my nephew runs across the room and farts, and like I I laugh at that. So just to say I laughed at it doesn't it's not equal. Even quality a man in prison movie. can laugh every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I thought it had it had a couple really good performances. Um, the bad guys were good. I, I've, like both bad guys were were really good. Um, Christoph Waltz Dude, I and, loved and David. Uh, what's his name? David Harbor. Harbor. David Harbor. They, they were both great. Um, I loved when the black or when the black guy dies. <laughs> yeah. When the what was it that landed when they blew up the thing and oh, and like a freaking and the tractor. tractor lands yeah. on it and the and the the bad guy died. I thought that was funny too. It, yeah. Um. So I can't remember where I was going. When he busts down, I did think it was funny when he busted down the wall of the lab, and he's like, "Tell oh, your yeah. boss I'm coming." And John the Green Parr. Hornet's coming, and he goes, "Dude, you destroyed my lab." And he goes, "Yeah, so sorry about that." He he's like, hand. "I am the Green Hornet. All nice to meet you, bro." He destroyed my lab. And he says, "Sorry," and then he light it on fire. <laughs> they leave and light it on fire. It was just like, I don't know. It was such a weird. It was like uh, the weirdness of him, the way he interacted with the guy was funny. But then when he's like, yeah, sorry about breaking your lab and then starts and then burns it down with him in it. Yeah. It was just like, (laughs) that was the joke. Yeah. No. And and it was, it was a joke and it was, it worked because we're talking about it, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and read. uh, That doesn't sound like Troy's going to make it here. So. He sent me he sent me his notes. So he said, uh, I think Green Hornet did deserve a second watch. It's not the greatest superhero film, but it's entertaining and fun. The main heroes have fun chemistry and Christoph Waltz as a bad guy is great. That movie is also full of great actors. It doesn't blow you away, but a sequel would be fun. 
That's what he had to say about it. Interesting, Troy. So I think Troy... Troy's on my team, I guess. He thinks it deserves uh, deserve a second watch. Uh, obviously, you guys don't. Is there any- Gifford boys? Or- well, here, here's my well, thing. Well, you guys think the exact same anyway. It's like arguing as a handicap match right now. No, so uh, my whole thing with saying it is- that we're only worth one person. We <laughs> yes. have the mental capacity. You guys, you guys bully us and choose our winners. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm actually glad that I watched it because I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there there were some parts of it that that I actually did enjoy. Um, I probably won't ever watch it again, but I, I am glad I watched it. So I guess technically, according to the rules of this segment that you've made up, is yeah, it it was worth a rewatch. Okay. Jake did, Jake says no. I say it's it earned that seventeen percent, but I also say this stuff. Watching these movies is part of what I love about this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, watching the stupid movies. I'm sure that, Scott, you watched that movie and your wife walked in, rolled her eyes, and walked out. And that's exactly the kind of stuff that I love about this doing this podcast. And, and, and to add to that, like it is a movie. Like I think there's no denying that. But uh, like you were saying, Chris... Seth Rogen, he poured his heart and soul into it. Right. So it was someone's baby. Right. You right. know, and the, and like the the grip and the the uh, director of photography on the on the set, they they were they they were trying to put out the best product they could. Yeah, you know, it's funny what you're saying now. I I went through, and I th- this is stuff that I I know that Reese kind of used to get after me about this stuff a lot, where I I would refuse to say that a movie's bad or I would refuse to say things are good or bad like it's neither good or whatever I was just I was always because like I was Venom's thinking, a good movie it's his uh... well it, <laughs> <laughs> well I would here's the thing I've worked in the film industry and I've been the grip who worked on a just terrible movie yeah but it doesn't ch- how bad the movie was doesn't change the fact that I put I I sprained both ankles and broke a thumb while working on that movie. I I put blood, sweat, and tears and, into and, that and movie. And at the end of a of a good scene of filming, everyone on set claps and it's like, oh, this is going to be such a good moment. And then it kind of falls. It kind of sucks when it falls flat in the theater. You know, you kind of right. have to like brace yourself for that kind of rejection. Yeah, because I was I also worked as a as a PA on on a couple things. Um, and there, there's a movie. What was it called? It had uh, Kirby Hayborn and Halfway to Heaven or something. Halfway like that. to he- yeah, something like that. Halfway to Heaven. Highway to Halfway to Heaven. But it was a it was a terrible movie. Like because we, we saw it, we went to the screen the, the first screening of it and stuff. It, it was bad. But um, I remember being on set and like everyone loving like this is gonna be so good and Kirby comes on set and and he like is making jokes and he does his scene he does it really well everyone claps and. And then you go see it and people hate it. And it's like, it's just like this weird dichotomy, like this weird thing where while, while you're on set, it's just like this really cool thing. But then in the real world, it's not. Yeah. 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 It has to suck. Especially when you're seemingly your hands are tied and you're, you're trying to do the best with what, what's given to you. Yeah. Cause like the rest of his movies, those have, I mean, they're semi critically, like loved and right, audience right. loved. Yep. 
So, uh, but that being said, I, I can, I can be entertained by stupid movies. I can be entertained by, obviously I can too. <laughs> like, and so because of that, I, I very much enjoyed it. I was very entertained. Like I, I spent, I just feel like I spent so much time in this episode crapping on this movie, <laughs> but Every time a new gadget came out of that badass car, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" The the rockets come shooting out, or the or door. He opened the door. The and door a and the gun door guns. Um, when when Cato showed up, um, and he parked the car, and then the put on the laser sh- the green laser show on the guys, mm-hmm. so that when he got out, they couldn't see him. I was yeah. like, "Dude, that's cool." And they're like, "Where's the green hornet?" He's like, "Right there." And the and the um, oh, yeah. missiles pop up. Those two like Gatling guns come yeah. out. Yeah, like that was cool. All the all the cool stuff they do in the cars, and then so like it was definitely I definitely inter- I was entertained. So, so- I laughed and and I so if I'm gonna give it a rating as far as the quality of the movie, it's gonna be a terrible rating because it's a terrible movie. But if if I'm gonna give it like was it was I entertained? If if you are have, you not entertained? Yeah, if you have to do a pass fail. On entertainment factor, I definitely was entertained. It passed that. Test. Yeah, the the best correlation I can think of is Jim Gaffigan has a joke where he says, um, "Jim Gaffigan, the the comedian, most people know who he is, the yeah. food guy, beyond um, the pale, he uh, the food guy. <laughs> he uh, he he has a joke where he says, I'm not so much a foodie as I am an eatie. So." Which which basically means like sure he he'll eat your fancy avocado toast whatever but he also likes McDonald's mm-hmm. you know like like I, I like Mc- this movie's McDonald's it, it, exactly this this movie is like Taco Bell yeah um it gives you so, gas. so 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 I like it but it's it's not like Chili's Fine you know. Dining. <laughs> It's not. I'm not getting myself. It's no triple dipper. Okay, you're so middle class, dude. <laughs> listen, That's listen, the listen. Joke. It's not chilly. Listen, I can go to the. Uh, if I want fancy, I'm going to the cheesecake factory. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay. I'm gonna wear like a blue fishing shirt and go hang out outside Olive Garden. <laughs> but yeah, the um, what you said is uh, it's quite poignant because I was even thinking there, there's a comedian. And um, if like somebody tells a joke and you're like, oh, it's not funny. You just laugh. It's a joke. Just laugh. Like, mm-hmm. who, who cares? Is it a funny laugh? It's a funny laugh. If, at it. if you're there and you're watching the movie, you might as well enjoy yourself. Cause, yeah, exactly. Cause you might as well have fun during. I, I, when I, 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 I wish I could remember that comedian's name too. So. I, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, no, I, I, I was making fun of myself cause I was, oh. I'm always uh stutter stuttering. My mouth moves faster than my brain. Um, anyway, speaking of, I know we've all talked about comedians, but I, I, uh, I remember thinking I, I watched a bunch of comedy stuff. I watched a bunch of special or like behind the scenes stuff, and I listened to a bunch of comedian podcasts, and they they laugh at the at things that I was like going, that's not really that funny. And then I thought about it, and I was like, it actually is kind of... My first reaction was to laugh, and then my my intellect... My intellectual... Your, your superior my intellectual side went, no, that's not... It, it's too stupid to be funny. And then I just realized, like, no, comedians just laugh at what's funny. Right. 
they they don't they they and so and then I and I enjoy I, what's entertaining. I try I I've tried doing that, making that switch in my brain. Just be like, dude, just laugh at what's funny. If something's funny, laugh at it. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to. There's no reason to be like, oh, this is this is a bad movie. I can't laugh. Or, at or it. the like the 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 trap of I don't like Seth Rogen, so every joke of his sucks. Like that's not true. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like him, he's he has some funny jokes. Yep. And I and it's it's. It's interesting. I'm going to pull a Reese here. I've been listening to the Rewatchables by the the Ringer podcast, and they just did one on Fast Five for the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. They actually did Fast. Interesting. And, they actually did one for the Fast and the Furious a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and then they did Fast Five, and that's the one that just came out. And I listened to that one, and they talk about how it's like. A game-changing type of action film that changed the way action films are mm-hmm. in the future, and they talked about how couldn't agree more. Once, uh, once The Rock came in, they're like, The Rock changed things. Now that The Rock, they're like, in fact, was it seven or eight that Helen Mirren was in it? She's an eight, and she's so good. And they were like, so like, good. Fast and the Furious movies, these stupid movies got Helen Mirren to be in them. And the only reason is because The Rock put his stamp on this movie. Mm-hmm. If The Rock was never in these movies, there's no way Helen Mirren is ever in these. And so franchise steroids, dude. Anyway, the the point, but the point that, that sorry, that was a weird aside, but uh, they were talking about how the, the, the entertainment value in the, in fast five. And they were talking about how it's like, it's like a, an old eighties type movie mm-hmm. like a, uh, like predator or last action hero or commando. All like amazing movies, by like way. all these, all, I'm, t- I'm t- talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. only, but like Stallone made all his movies, all those, all those eighties movies where it was just like all these crazy, cool, just big guys blowing crap up, being cool. And they said, it's kind of like that. And the entertainment factor is through the roof. And I remember th- I, I, recently watched fast five and i remember thinking to myself while i was watching it going this is stupid this is mind-numbingly stupid but damn is it fun to watch like and that's kind of that the green hornet is cannot be compared to fast five no in any way no but except for it's mind-numbingly stupid but damn it's fun to watch Mm -hmm. so if that's the glowing recommendation that you wanted, then congratulations, Chris. And Chris, you did you did say before all of us watched it, you said go in with tempered expectations because it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, this is why I had the idea of this because we all we always talk about what we love on this show. I was like, maybe it's time to start watching some bad movies <laughs> and uh, yeah, give our thoughts on those. Because I love because we're equally passionate about bad movies too. Exactly, and there's no oh. such thing as good movies without bad movies. Yeah. The MCU wouldn't would be decent without the DC <laughs> to compare it to. Um, <laughs> is this what's going to happen to our podcast? Every movie we watch, we just end up loving. Well, let, let's. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I I wanted to be clear that I didn't think it was a good movie, but I enjoyed watching it. So let, let's get to a finalization of it, so we can have like a final word. Sure, Jake, was it? Worthy of your second watch, the yeah. second chance. Yes, yeah. Scott. It was worthy of my first watch, not a second one. Though, so, <laughs> so no, a little bit. Uh, it was worth watching. So for we said four yeses. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Basically. 
So it's, we got a winner. We're all pretty relentlessly positive here. It, even, just, even with things we dislike, I think. Even we, though we I think, on the I movie think, for. I think I, I really like that about us in this podcast is that we like even things that we're not into. Like like our wrestling one, I'm still not very into wrestling, but I see the merit and I and I can have fun watching wrestling if it's on, mm-hmm. um, and I can and I can have fun watching the Green Hornet if it's if it's on. Like I like media, we all like it, um, we like entertainment, and so uh, we, we can come we can come away from the, any of our episodes thinking, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, here's the thing, I I sometimes you need brainless movie sometimes you need a brainless movie to watch and just enjoy and because one of my favorite movies of all time is the secret life of walter mitty but that is not a brainless movie that you can turn it on turn off your brain and just watch it's something that you kind of have to be engaged in while you're watching it whereas the but i i don't always want Mm-hmm. To do that, I'm not always in the mood to watch a movie that I have to be, yeah, actively engaged in. Where I can, I get my mind can wander, and then I come back and say, "Go, oh, Seth Rogen just punched, kicked a dude in the head, which hit Cato in the nuts." And he said, "Oh my and nuts!" He goes, Ow, my nuts! Like <laughs> sometimes that's what I'm looking for in a movie. Yeah. So yeah, of course I. Uh, it was it was fun to watch and. Um, will I watch it again? Maybe not for another eight years, but maybe. Yeah. Congratulations, Chris. You got us all to give it a positive one note. Damn it. I won. <laughs> I beat I beat the bullies. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet dude. Uh, sorry you couldn't make it, Troy, but I appreciate you uh, sending your thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you helped us have a unanimous win here. Unanimous. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, uh, that was that was a fun episode. Thanks a little shorter than usual, too, but that's okay. A little shorter, but that's fine. I think shorter episodes are sometimes better. Well, the last couple um, have been like two hours. <laughs> that's that's a good point, too. Um, so uh, it's good stuff. Do we have any shout outs or anything else? No, um, I don't think so. I don't. A, I a lot of people are saying like, "Hey, you should do like the best Alfred Hitchcock movie of all time" to me, and somebody was like, "Hey, you should do a." You should compare remakes to the originals. And I was like, if you send it to me on our social media, I will. <laughs> so don't tell me in person. Tell me on our social media. Because I want everyone to know that we'll interact with you. Yeah. Get in. Get on. Get get up on the on the social medias. Find us at Cold Bow, Cold Bow Podcast. And uh, talk to us. Let us know what you think. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell us how off we are. Tell us how right we are. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know if uh, you're even listening. <laughs> we want to know. We want to hear from y'all. Um, yeah, maybe you're like not digging where we're at right now and you have some uh, tips or whatever, something you want to hear us do. Yep. We'll do it or we'll consider it. We don't just do it exactly. unless you pay us. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Talking to you, Capcom. We want that Capcom money. That yen. Give us, that give sweet, us, sweet give yen. us that, give us that 150 yen. That's we, a dollar fifty. That's dollar. <laughs> I'll take yen, it. Yens or pennies, I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you guys. Uh, keep an eye on our social media for what's coming up next. And uh, if the, is there anything else? Answer. I think your nickname now is the Red Hippopotamus. The Red Hippopotamus. <laughs> 
Well, after after a night a, a a long day out in the sun at the pool, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be too far off from that uh, description. Uh, as long as you can be the blue wombat, I'll be the <laughs> wombat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then uh, we'll get going. Thanks for coming. Love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.